Hey, potential podcast listeners, let's talk about today's sponsor, Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked makes professional health testing easy by letting you get tested without having to visit a healthcare provider. You can order a testing kit that will be delivered to you in discreet packaging. Once your sample arrives in the laboratory, confidential results will be available from your secure online account within two to five days. These results are reviewed by a clinician, and a member of the Let's Get Checked nursing team may call you to review your results. And Let's Get Checked laboratories are CLIA approved and CAP accredited, which are the highest ranking levels of accreditation. So, if you want to avoid an uncomfortable office visit or prefer the convenience and get tested at home, visit trylgc.com potential and get 25% off your test using code POTENTIAL25. Once again, that's 25% off your test by going to trylgc.com potential using the promo code POTENTIAL25. Take charge of your physical health and well-being, and let's get checked. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co-host and fellow lover of the theater and resident of the Arconian, Chris Dewar. Today's episode, we're reviewing the latest season three of Hulu's hit series, Only Murders in the Building. Um, we are coming up here on the third season. This is a show created by both Steve Martin and John Hoffman, starring uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Uh, this is a show that I, it was funny when, you know, Chris had got into the show and he told me about it and I'd seen previews. I was like, I don't know, but I love these guys. And it was definitely a show that I really had taken to. We both really enjoyed and how season two left off is going to be some higher, bigger stakes. And we're going to leave the Arconium. Uh, I look like a little bit more, but star studded cast, bigger, uh, bolder and uh, more musically inclined. So we're excited to jump right into this. Uh, there will be some light spoilers kind of happens, you know, there's uh, we know there's a murder, but we're going to talk a little bit of deets here. So Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Only Murders in the Building season three. So season two ended off with a cliffhanger. We had that moment where we saw that, you know, our two main guys are now doing this show. Um, Oliver has directed this new show and Charles is in it. And we see Paul Rudd. And Paul Rudd comes out um, and he looks like he's in a detective suit and he comes out midstage. He seems to pass out and die. And Selena Gomez, of course, goes, you got to be effing kidding me. And that was how the season ended. So we knew that the whole kind of focus of season three was going to be this show and how it leads up to this person dying. So season three, I mean, yeah. I love that they center around a, a theatrical show. So we are very much outside of their normal kind of home setting. Now we do have still a lot of scenes because of course rehearsals take place at like Oliver's place. And there's still a lot going on at the, you know, apartment building, but a lot of this is set 
in this theater, uh, which I, I, of course, loved. You know, I loved a lot of this season because it had so mm-hmm. many nods to putting on a show, creating a show, uh, theater, you know, as a whole. And we get elements from the director's side, the music side, the tech side, the producer's side, the writer's side. I mean, you get all elements. So I think they were smart to be like, we've done two seasons where we had a murder take place in the building we need to step it up but we do kind of get a combo of all elements which i thought was great um so yeah i guess we we we, we should do some light spoilers here because i mean again at some point you kind of have to discuss you know did the season work for who ultimately did the deed um yeah. you know because a lot of this show as in previous seasons they do a lot of twists and turns they like to get you thinking of oh that has to be the culprit and by the time this season ended, for me, I kind of called it a while back based on information we got. But they did a really great job of throwing your focus, especially with the addition of one of the best actors in the entire world, Meryl Streep, coming in here, yeah. which was great. <laughs> Talk about misdirection. Misdirection. He like, okay. was fantastic in this show. And I loved how they kind of did her character arc of, this character that really never got her shot at like a Broadway mm-hmm. kind of moment. And she, you know, of course does this amazing audition and Oliver's like, where have you been? And how her story kind of paid off was fantastic, but there was definitely, I think they did such a great misdirection of you thinking, Oh, she's got to be the lead suspect because she hates Ben so much. Paul Rudd's character. Yeah. And it's Meryl Streep, so like you're not going to bring in someone like Meryl Streep to a Hulu show and not be like huge. But yeah, yeah exactly. she did a great job also with her singing chops. She gets to get some good singing in this, mm-hmm. which ever since Mama Mia, I was like, oh my god, she's a quintuple threat. What what can yeah. she not do? So Meryl Streep was amazing. Um, also, Paul Rudd playing very much against type. He plays this very much like a his character, this Cobra. It's like this kind of like an action hero who's like, oh, I want to dive into live theater. So he really plays this guy who's like, I can't eat sweets and very obnoxious. And which is very interesting because in the very beginning, you know, where it leaves off, you know, this guy dies on seemingly dies on stage. And then next thing you know, he's fine. And then then he dies again. So it's like we do get the the murder in their conium, but um, this whole kind of lead up of like who done it. And I tell you, just so many great cast members they have here. I mean, we, the last couple of seasons, there's always good cameos. We like Amy Schumer and, and now, I mean, we've got Paul Rudd, Meryl Streep. We got Matthew Broderick uh, comes in for a little cameo, which is great. Um, but what I think was great about this show is they really, you've got these two characters, uh, these three main characters and like, where can you kind of take them? And we kind of challenged the notion that these three are kind of split up. They're kind of at odds with each other throughout the series. So they're kind of not really doing the podcast um you know it's like they're kind of you know mabel's character has a kind of finished this 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 home i think it was of her was her mom or aunt who lived there or it was her aunt yes so it was her aunt who lived here so she had done the renovations and now it's like done so she's like well i I can't really live here anymore and you know charles has been kind of doing the play but he's kind of like nervous he's starting a new relationship and oliver's finally getting his dream where he's you know, he's kind of failed time and time again to do this, but I really like the overarching theme is like a couple of the seasons ago, like the first season was all about 
the last couple is about the father relationship and, you know, Charles dealing with his father and Oliver being not the best father. And we see like with some fathers, what they would do for their sons, uh, Demas, his dips, great dips, great son. Um, and then this one, we kind of have the mother side. What would a mother do for her child? Yes. Which I thought was a really interesting overarching theme um, here. But I found this season overall, and um, I watched this with, with my wife and she never really liked the show in the beginning. But I was like, let's try it out. And we watched it all the way through. We kind of agreed, really enjoyed the humor and the kind of the action of this this sh- this season compared to the last. It definitely ramped up. I overall really enjoyed th- what they were doing with this season in terms of uh, the character development and whatnot. Well, yeah, I think they gave they gave more for Martin Short to play with dramatically because he is now in a romantic situation, and we saw a lot more vulnerable side of him. I mean, at one point he actually has uh, like a heart attack, and so like yeah. he. It was a lot more for him to play with. And I also loved Steve Martin, you know, as someone in this entire show has always been, you know, pitched as this guy who had this long running TV show. So he's always like, you know, talking how great he is. He gets this patter song to do. And yeah, sending him into like this nervous wreck where he he goes into like this dream state and he becomes basically like a baby. Like he, he becomes like a babbling, crazy person and he like blacks out basically. So I love how they also play with him, but also at the same time, you know, he is having this relationship with Andrea Martin, who has her own crazy uh, kind of obsession with fish. And so there was some great humor there as well. And I love, too, that like for the cast that plays the cast of the show within the show, this musical they're doing, Death Rattle. Mm -hmm. The musical, which is ridiculous, oh, which um, is great, where they change we change yeah, it to a musical. They change it, you know, to a musical halfway through the to the, the, the series because the play wasn't going to work. Which I but... challenge you to watch the season and not. I keep going. Which of the Pickwick yeah. triplets? I've, I've you you will be head. obsessed with the songs. Um, I think all the songs that they came up with were really actually well done. Um, all the cast members that play either cast or the producers, the two producer team, the mom and son. All of these people are Broadway vets. They have been on Broadway or done musicals. So I also loved and appreciated that they they actually chose a bunch of people that have been on stage. Um, you know, Ashley Park, who we just saw on Joyride earlier this year. Uh, Jeremy Shamos, who plays um, Ben's brother, Dickie, who, surprise, surprise, spoiler, that was a great spoiler there. Um, Meryl Streep is... Dickie's mother so that was a whole thing of too why we saw that she would do anything for her, her son um, Wesley Taylor who plays the son producer Cliff and Linda Edmond who plays his mother um, they're the producing team and they were fantastic about the show um, I've seen Wesley on Broadway you know it's always it's always kind of fun when you see people that you've like seen on stage and it's like oh now they're getting their shot into TV and film if they haven't you know done a lot Um but yes, Matthew Project was hilarious because at one point when there is kind of a break between our trio and they're kind of on a fighting side uh, because all all their desires are not lining up. You know, Oliver wants yeah. to save his show. There's a murder on the loose, all this kind of stuff. There's a point where he decides to, I'll bring in Matthew Broderick to replace, um, you know, Charles. And of course, in this version of you know, bringing in Reality, a, a yeah. celebrity, but doing like an alternate version of that celebrity. Uh, Matthew Broderick likes to rehearse to 
to the craziest degree where he wants to be up all hours and he wants to research every detail of of history and how a person would walk and it's driving Martin Short literally insane. And there's oh, some and the best and the really great thing that they have that him and, and uh Steve Martin's character have this long standing feud. He's like and he's like, Yeah, he's always taking roles for me. Once again, you would not have been good first place for 41 years. <laughs> yeah. So just like that, that kind of humor. I just love that it's it's kind of a wink and nod. And there's also this great scene where they have to get somewhere real quick. So Mabel steals this wedding dress and mm-hmm. then they're wearing suits and they're like, who are you guys? The father of the bride? And he's like, oh, that's good. Like a little yeah. wink and nod. little wink and <laughs> Which nod. Which I was like, I was dying. I um, love the, they have a, they have a great little cameo of Mel Brooks uh, having a phone call <laughs> with Oliver. And he's like, you didn't, uh, it's like, I'm having uh, Matthew Broderick. He's like, you didn't let him rehearse, right? To do his ideas, right? And he's like, you could tell there was just some great bits with that, which I, I really appreciate. But all in all, you know, we had this crazy season where, you know, we saw writing on Ben's uh, mirror, effing pig, and all these different clues. And so I love that there was a continuous, like, what what happened here? And even even people that were potential suspects in the earlier seasons, you know, yeah, um, coming into play as well. Uh, so I thought that was great. Um, another character that I've always loved that when she pops up, it just cracks me up. This was such a great bit they did in the past, and they keep going with this. Jane Lynch as Saz, who is Charles Dunstable. Oh my is god, yeah, the funniest thing on the planet to me. It cracks me up every time I see her walk in because she's just so. Jane Lynch is hilarious on her own, but the way she looks, she really does look like she'd be Steve Martin's Dunstable, <laughs> and oh just you know, taller, manlier looking. I mean, it's like so funny. Um. But all in all, we do, you know, as as suspected throughout, um, you know, I, I, I could tell it was probably going to be a situation where it was going to be one person killed him with poison or tried, tried to, to yeah. and mm-hmm. the other person pushed him down the elevator. So we do come to find out that the producer, uh, you know, our main producer lady, uh, Donna, did indeed poison Ben with a schmackeries cookie. How dare her? Um <laughs> In an attempt to save this show because it's her son's first first Broadway producing credit, and she's like, I will do anything for my son. We also do find out though that she has like cancer and she is, you know, she knows her time is limited. So she's kind of like, screw it, I'm not gonna go to jail, I'm gonna be dead soon anyway, you know. So she she took that leap, but because Ben did not die, we do find this whole scene where Cliff and Ben had this big argument. And Cliff kind of stepping up for the first time, maybe in his entire life, uh, yeah. being babied his whole life. I mean, him and his mom like kiss on the lips in very weird ways. Yeah, it's... he pushes Ben down the elevator. So Cliff did indeed kill Ben, um, but of course the attempt to murder will also get you. So I thought it was a great season in that they did have these twists and turns, the whole theater element. And again, I like that they kind of took time with each episode to kind of give a background to some even like the other characters like even the residents from an earlier season yeah, still kind of like, like, De- like howard Ka- howard, howard, yeah, howard has always been a, a great uh character and he gets to do more in this he's kind of like a stagehand for this um so i mean I, I appreciate that that they take time to like to give each character their due build character while still maintaining the point of the show um you know we still have tina fey in this and other characters so they have been picked up for a fourth season and they were giving some 
clues near the end about I think it's time to take this show out of New York on the bring road. it to so, Los Angeles. California. Yeah. Um, so which it's is exciting. Definitely, yeah. But unfortunately, it looks like the end of Jane Lynch, um, as we know it, as they did this great moment where they're all kind of partying because the opening went well and the killers have been found. And it's like, oh, I'm going to go up and get some uh, champagne or some wine. And then we find out that it was actually Saz who went upstairs into Charles' apartment got shot done oh, done, like done. a sniper or something so, so who was trying to kill charles hayden we do and this is the idea now because i think this is great because it's kind of mirroring real life that not ever as you we've hinted in the show they've got a good fan base people really enjoy this podcast mm-hmm. it's raw it's unrehearsed so not everyone is probably happy about this podcast no so now who would want to do it so that's yeah are they going to keep it on new york or is it going to are they teasing that they're going to maybe take it to la um, which would be good. And, but I will say for, um, Steve Martin and Martin Short's character, I think they really did a great job of them. I feel like with Selena Gomez, they didn't do as much with her. I felt like she was kind of lost this season. I, I would like to have, I liked her kind of romance, but with Tobert, I would mm-hmm. like maybe Jesse Martin to come back yeah. uh, for that. But, um, who knows? Like I said, but I think with yeah. her, she is a little wooden sometimes. I think yeah. un- unfortunately and Hey, if there's fans out there that want to prove me wrong, by all means, I think she's just not that fantastic of an actress. And her role mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, you're you're standing next to two comic gods who can say one cheesy line and I'm cracking up. Yeah. And, you know, she does bring that youthful energy. And I like the kind of almost pseudo father daughter relationship that these three people have. Um, but I agree. She she. It's not that she's a weak link in the show. It's just that it's hard to compare when you have Steve Martin and Martin Short who just really bring an energy that... Because again, this whole point of this show is it's a comic murder detective kind of show. Yeah. You know, it's meant to be funny while also being a little scary and a little, you know, a little intense. So I don't know. I mean, I think maybe she had a little bit more to do in the second season when she was having the kind of relationship moment. Um, but now, yes, she has Tobert. So we'll see where she goes, you know. Again. Well, that was Jesse Williams, not Jesse Martin. I, I the oh, wrong actor. Too so many Jesse's. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, is, he is great in this. I love that his name was Tobert. And they're like, it's like Robert with a T. And, then he, and he called him Toblerone yeah. <laughs> later, which is great. So, I mean, by all um, means, yeah. I, I enjoyed this season. A lot of points up for me because of the whole theater nature. Um, I think it wasn't as... You know, in the previous season, they had a lot more kind of the intense with like our murder on the loose and being chased. Yeah. To, like, I love the whole like in the second season, the like the hidden passageway between the apartments where like the murder was, you know, I think there was a little more scare moments in terms of like, you know, where is the murder? What's going to happen? But I enjoyed this season quite a bit and I laughed quite a lot. I love the cameos and Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd were fantastic additions to the season. Don't know if we're going to see Meryl Streep again. I mean, I would love to. Her and Oliver did end still romantically, so we'll see what happens with that. But for me, season three, Only Murders in the Building, I'm giving a solid 8.5 out of 10. Same here. And you can check out season three and all three seasons of Only Murders in the Building, now streaming exclusively on Hulu. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter 
at thepotentialpod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.